Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager of so-called fantasy experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. My co-host tonight, as always, is AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Uh, not too much. Getting ready to uh, talk some football, man. I'm, I'm excited. I really am. I uh, I got done with my my Scott Fishbowl League this. Excuse me. Uh, my my Scott Fishbowl draft this past week, well weekend I guess it ended on Sunday, and uh, man I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty full gear into into football already uh, because of that draft it kind of made me switch gears a little earlier than I I used to so uh, definitely excited though. How was your weekend? Ah, uh, it's pretty good. Busy. We went up to uh, Pennsylvania and uh, made a nice little long weekend up there starting Thursday night with the Guns N' Roses concert. Uh, it was pretty pretty incredible, if I do say so myself. Um, <laughs> Axel is, uh, is quite a sight. He, um, he sounds awesome. Uh, he actually sounded better now than he did maybe five years ago or so when I went uh, and saw them down here in Baltimore with a buddy of mine. It was him and, and, you know, like another band as Guns N' Roses. But, you know, this was the full, full on band for the most part. Um, you know, him and Slash seemed to be enjoying each other's company, if you will. Uh, it was a, a um, great, great time. I mean, as far as not fighting <laughs> on stage, like... Ah, uh, okay. I was like, uh, know, excuse me? <laughs> the beef has been quashed, so they were getting along and, you know, acting like they probably were doing 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, I guess, when they were hitting on all cylinders, um... But yeah, then uh, they they played for three hours too, which I feel like Damn. places have kind of done away with the noise violations now, um, or the ordinance or whatever it is. But they uh, they didn't go on until about nine thirty, and then they played until about twelve thirty. So it was pretty pretty impressive. Uh, oh yeah, that's they, a long they time to play that long. But, yeah, so then we, we had a friend of mine had a charity um, 
outing on Friday that we went to, and then we just kind of hung out, you know, Saturday and, and got back, you know, late Saturday evening. So it was, uh, it was a good weekend. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. Um, so I wanted to, before we got into, so our, our big show tonight is we're going to be doing our quarterback preview and then uh, with with guest Tyler Thompson from uh, from Fantasy Six Pack, and but before I get into that, I I wanted just to run through. I touched on it last week. My uh, my so my Scott Fishbowl League team. So remember okay. twenty two twenty two roster spots, super flex league, um, half point PPR for receivers and running backs. Full point PPR for tight ends. Uh, everything else is pretty standard. Yeah. Um, so last week at this time, I think I had Rodgers and Hopkins, and I think I made my third pick at this point, which was Freeman. Uh, yes. So I yeah, came back around and. Too. Was that McCoy? Shady by then too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I remember if I had made. Yeah, I couldn't remember if I had made Shady by yeah by that point. So those are my first four. Um, quickly rounding out, I don't want to go through everybody, but like, you know, some of the other running backs I got, nah, decent. Like I ended up snagging Danny Woodhead. I feel like he was pretty undervalued in this. So he'll be like my third running back. And then the rest of my guys are just kind of fill in. Hopefully, you know, I got, uh, Christine Michael, James Starks, Chris, Chris Johnson, the, Washington rookie Andre Ellington. He was like a round twenty-one pick. Like, who really cares? Uh, receivers yeah. ended up. I ended up getting some pretty good receivers. Receivers really fell in this in this division of mine. Um, Hopkins, Tate. I got, I got Edelman in like round eight. Uh, I mean, I know wow. he's kind of like I know he's coming off a foot injury, but damn, round eight. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, Michael Floyd. So I got. Four really, really good receivers, I feel like. Um, and then, you know, I just seen kind of like one or two of these, maybe, you know, just one or two of these guys to give me something. You know, Sammy Coates, Farrah Cooper, I got him like round 20. Um, yeah. Brashad Perryman uh, and Sterling Shepard. I went for the other rookie. He, he was a little earlier. Uh, my tight ends were Ladarius Green and then Clive Watford, uh, Walford, uh, just kind of a backup tight end. My quarterbacks, though, I think, honestly, this is where I made the mistake. I kind of took the chance and thought that a couple extra quarterbacks would have fall, were going to fall to me. And I I think that's when I drafted, like, Edelman or something like that. I can't remember. And I was hoping it would come back to me, and, and they didn't. So my second quarterback is Brock Osweiler. <laughs> Um, that could be bad. Yeah, it's not the best scenario. So I could have gone after like Bradford too, like just to hopefully back him up. But I just kind of went at this point, who cares? I took Wentz. I kind of figured like, I kind of get the feeling Bradford's going to lose his job by like week four and they're just going to throw Wentz in there. So maybe it works out. And I, you know, I don't know if Wentz is going to be any good, but at least then I've got three starters. And then I last pick I took Brett Hundley. I took I took Aaron Rodgers' backup. He'll probably be 
dropped soon. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you think overall, though? Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I like what you got. Um, I think it's a solid team. And, yeah, the quarterbacks was what I was looking at as, as a definite, you know, weak point. But, you know, I probably – you know, maybe it's just the Eagles fan in me, but I probably still maybe would have gone after Bradford. I I say ouch to Osweiler, but I I don't think it's a horrible pick. I mean, he's most likely going to be the starter there. I mean, I don't Hoyer's not under contract anymore, correct? He's not even with them, or, or is he still under contract? And he was trying to be. Oh well, I mean, it's definitely going to be Osweiler. I mean, they paid the guy. Yeah. A, ton of money to to come there and play so yeah i don't so see any reason I mean. why they he's wouldn't. not going to be you know a question mark hopefully and then you know i he's just got a pretty solid team overall so i think he's in a good position unlike yeah. you know someone who's just coming in to play for the cleveland browns or something like that and you just have a mess all over the field. So I, I like it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it works with, you know, your flexes versus everybody else's and, you know, who shows up. Yeah. I mean, the, the pick that got me was I ended up taking Danny Woodhead in the eighth and Alex Smith was sitting there and Alex Smith is actually pretty underrated in this, in this uh, sort of a format because of the 0.25 per rush. And so yeah, I went with Woodhead to give myself a, a decent third running back. And I missed on yeah. Alex Smith yeah. and then Flacco went right after him. And then Cutler went after him and then Fitzpatrick Bridgewater and even Paxton Lynch, like all before my next pick. And I was like, well, I guess I'm punting the second quarterback position at this point because there was nobody left. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was all really bad options at that point. So I just kind of said, screw it. And I ended up di- – I, I did end up taking Osweiler in like the 10th or 11th round. So I did end up taking one eventually just because people were starting to take their third quarterbacks. And that's what really got me was people took good third quarterbacks before I even took my second. And I didn't expect that. I thought people were because we have four flexes, one being the super flex. I thought people were going to go fill their their flexes before their third quarterback, and that's not the case. That really threw me off. Um, yeah, I may I mean, be that's... able to you know pair like an Osweiler and like one of my good because I have a lot of depth at the other positions that a lot of other people don't. I might be able to pair like one of my receivers because I've got like six of them with Osweiler mm-hmm. and go get like somebody's third quarterback who is decent. Like I, I, I don't remember the exact teams now, but there's definitely teams out there that have three, you know, top 12, top 15 quarterbacks to where I've got like the 25th quarterback ranked right now. And it's not good, but. See, and I feel like people in this type of a format were even two quarterback starting format, which this ideally is with the, the super flex. I feel like right. most people most weeks are going to start a quarterback there. Um, oh, absolutely. But, but I, yeah, so I would definitely be looking at that. But that's the thing that, that bothers me about this this type of format. Uh, it's different, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. But 
Yeah, oh, the no, one I, team I'm I definitely like eyeing you. up is. Yeah, no, it's uh, but it's, it's fine. Just like you just have to kind of anticipate things a little more and and know about it ahead of time, and it's hard to do when it's. You know, I'm assuming this is the first time you're doing this, or is this the second time you've done this league? No, this is the first time I'm doing it, and the first time for a lot of people. So, you know, I think some people, you know, hit the panic button on the quarterback a little early. Kind of, you know, the team, the team that has Drew Brees, Jay Cutler, and Eli Manning, along with Geno Smith, who who knows, you know. Then there's another team who took Jameis Winston, Derek Carr, and Blake Bortles. Like, okay, that's awesome, yeah. but like, what do you? Well, and I think I think that's just it. I mean, people are looking at bye weeks for quarterbacks, and they're like, okay, well, now I gotta I gotta pick you know somebody else for the super flex position for the bye week for whatever you know my two starter guys that I want in there, and you know that's the kind of thing that that bugs me a little because people I feel like might have reached, and it sounds like they did to get. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I can know, rattle a, off a little third. bit of those teams. Those teams that have, like, the team that has Bortles, Carr, and Winston, like, his running backs are, in my opinion, trash. I mean, Devontae Booker, Josh, Chris Ivory, Ryan Matthews, Sharkandrick West, TJ Yeldon. I mean, he's got both Jacksonville running backs. So, what do you want both of them for? Um, his receivers are mediocre. His, his receivers are okay. Green, Macklin, Devontae Parker. I mean, but he also has Gronk. So he reached early for quarterbacks and Gronk. And, you know, I know he did it because of the quarterback situation, Superflex, and then also the the one-point PPR. But, you know what, let's bring yeah. on Tyler here. I want, I want to get his opinion on this. So let's bring on Tyler. All right. And you there, yes. Tyler? What's up, man? How's it going, Joe? AJ? Good. Hey, what's I don't want to forget about you on here, man. Uh, so, so what do you think about this? I know, I know you uh, commented on my team on on Twitter. So I'm I'm just curious to see what you think. Just about your team in general, or the the quarterbacks, or what? Just in in general, like yeah, my team, and then kind of the whole setup of the league, and and how people kind of, you know, their, their strategy and how it played out. Right. So, I mean, I, I get, you know, you were talking about the guy that had what was it, Carr, Bortles, and Winston. one other, Winston, Winston, right? And, I mean, I get it. You're in a super flex league, and you're just trying to be safe. Um, you don't want to ever be in a position where you're playing a skills player in the super, super flex spot because, I mean, I mean, the point production out of the quarterback is just so much more consistent, I guess. But, uh at the same time, like you said, you're, you're, I mean, you're getting guys like Chris Ivory and TJ Odin. I mean, I could see weeks where he's going to have to start both of them. And, uh, for his two running back spots, that's got to be a disaster. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's like, it'd be good. Yeah. So, he's I mean, I kind of, I kind of like the way that you went with your draft and yeah, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm a big, uh, Keith Marshall Keith Marshall guy. I'm just not a believer in the other running backs that uh, that Washington puts on the field out there. And, you know, remember back to a couple of years ago and the recruiting process and Keith Marshall and Todd Gurley, I believe, were in the same recruiting class. And Keith mm-hmm. Marshall was kind of – he was the bigger age. And, he uh, was. And Todd Gurley was kind of like the, oh, yeah, change of pace. 
which is hard to believe, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that's. But yeah, looking down the rest of your roster, I, I do, I do like the uh, emphasis you put on the uh, skills positions. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna be hurting at running at, at receiver, uh, that quarterback, but. Hopefully I can make that up, and who knows? Maybe I'll get lucky with Osweiler, and maybe Bradford will. Well, Bradford will end up getting hurt at some point. We yes. I think we all know that. So you know, maybe they'll just throw in Wentz. Maybe you know, maybe I'll get lucky. I don't know. That's what I kind of I kind of started throwing darts, and then my twenty second pick I grabbed Huntley and just was like, whatever. I'll just back up Aaron Rodgers. If I lose Rodgers, I'm screwed anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um. But. Anyway, man, let's uh, so let's get going to this quarterback preview here. So, um, you know, with with quarterbacks for for me at least, I in normal leagues you can't cap this Scott Fishbowl league. I tend to wait on quarterbacks. I'm never the one in a league to take, you know, an, an Aaron Rodgers or or and this year Cam Newton and Andrew Lux and those guys, you know, they, they're going to the first three, four rounds in, in most drafts. And I just don't do it. I don't see the reason to do it. Um, you can find guys like, like Bortles every year. They pop out of nowhere, or you can just find consistent guys, you know, a healthy Tony Romo is always consistent and good. and can carry your team. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of guys out there that come out of, you know, that are just consistent and good enough and, it's all you know. It's awesome to have that thirty-point performance every week that seems like you can count on from that top guy. But I feel like doing that, you really hurt yourself at the other positions where that depth isn't there. And I just, I don't do it. The only time I ever took a quarterback early was two years ago in FSWA. Um, Aaron Rodgers fell to like the fifth round, and it was the end of the fifth round, and I was like, well. This just seems ridiculous value at this point, and it worked. I ended up getting to the finals of the FSWA league, uh, which was the same kind of setup as Scott Fishball, where like it's a bunch of leagues they all mix together for playoffs. Um, it was like 160 people, so it's not as big as this, but um, it was pretty cool um, to make it that far. Go figure. The guy I was playing in the finals also had Aaron Rodgers, so there you go. But yeah, so it it was. Uh, that, that's kind of my strategy there. You know, I, I kind of go with, I'll, I'll probably be one of the last ones in every single one of my drafts to pick a quarterback. And it's just how it always works out for me. And, you know, I do well with it. So I know the old, you know, the, it's a broken record. It seems like in the industry wait on quarterbacks, but it's a proven strategy and it works. So AJ, yeah. I don't know. Is, uh, um, what's your take there? Yeah, I, I mean, I go both ways, as, as uh, you know, no pun intended, than for this, but I, uh, I've done it in some leagues where I've just gone out and I've gotten the quarterback and been like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it this year. I'm just gonna bite the bullet and get the best guy out there. I think he's gonna have a breakout year and just outweigh the points that I'm gonna get of you know, a skill guy at that spot. But the past few years, I feel like I have been sitting back a little bit longer. Um, Last year, I definitely did. I was kind of sitting and trying to get Tom Brady in a couple of leagues. 
and it, it backfired on me in both of them because one of them I was just I, I, I don't remember exactly what I did. I think I drafted um, Bradford first. No, and, yeah, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And, um, and that, that, that backfired pretty bad. And I was – because I had either the second or third pick. And I'm like, ah, he'll he'll come back around. It's fine. And the, the other guy – it was actually – it was in our league last year, Joe. And the guy who had Aaron Rodgers – had that turn pick or the second pick. I can't remember if I was second or third. And and then he took Brady, you know, as his second quarterback. And, and I think I blasted I him on that now. in the draft room. Like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're not going to – you're immediately just saying, hey, taking offers for Brady and or Rodgers, you know, let's let's make a trade. Why Why people do that? annoys the crap out of me. And I never I, draft to trade. Never. It is a terrible no. idea. I think that's but what that's another topic people to cover. were doing in the in the fishbowl league that they're they're freaking out about bye weeks or they're looking at, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and, and draft this guy even though I have two studs already. Um, you know, I'm gonna find this guy and then I'm gonna try to trade for, you know, a top tier running back because I have a third good quarterback. No. Get the hell out of here. Learn how to draft. You're screwing the whole league up. But um <laughs> You're just I'd better. rather just sit and and kind of wait on guys, but I'm usually in you know, after I have at least probably two solid receivers and one good running back. I'm kind of looking at who's there and seeing on when the runs are happening. But, you know, if one's not there, then I'm I'm not, I'm just going to keep sitting. Yeah. So Tyler, I know you wrote all the quarterback position previews, the sleepers and the bus articles for fantasy six pack. So, you know, what's kind of your you – know, obviously, everybody should go on the site and read it, but, you know, kind of what's what's your overall take for your strategy? I think I think you both alluded to it a little bit, and uh, it's definitely you, – you can't you can't be closed-minded going into a draft. You can't just say, oh, I'm definitely doing this when it comes – I mean, to any, with any position, but quarterbacks especially, you can't just say, you know, oh, I'm going to wait until – 12 quarterbacks are taken and then take the next two guys. It's just, you're going to, I mean, you're just not going to be happy with your team. If, I mean, if say if you are closed minded and you're saying, okay, which I'm probably, you know, I'm thinking about doing in a couple of leagues if it happens this way, but um, you look at Tyrod Taylor and Marcus Mariota and you say, okay, I'm just going to wait, wait, wait on quarterback until about round 10 and I'll take those guys back to back. Well, then you're just, preventing yourself from getting a value like you said a couple years ago with Aaron Rodgers I mean what if the guy falls to the seventh round and you're just so close-minded that you just you just skip him you know you have him already marked off on your list so um, it's always been about value-based drafting but at the same time I'm with both of you guys I'm finding myself um, in some of these mock drafts that I've been doing early I mean I'm still on the baseball train I'm not gonna lie um, being on the radio with you guys, I'm starting to pick up some steam with football. That's that's good, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, that's I've been I've been waiting till 
after quarterback 12. Uh, I just don't understand some of these underranked quarterbacks that we'll probably get to later on um, that are falling past quarterback 12 or, you know, falling past the 11th, 12th round. So I'm finding myself drafting a couple guys and uh, just planning on streaming them throughout. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so the first thing we want to do here is get into some, you know, kind of hot topic question things. So the the first one on, on the list is, you know, Cam Newton's getting all the hype this year. He had a huge 2015, but far and away the best fantasy player out there. I mean, I think he outscored. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, he outscored the next quarterback by quite a large margin. Um, is this, is, is it repeatable? I mean, he's got Kelvin Benjamin back. Is it even possible he could be better this year? I mean, it, what do you, what do you think about Cam Newton? Like, is he number one quarterback to you even? Oh, is it me? Yeah. Um, so like you were saying, yeah, I have the numbers actually in front of me. He, uh, so on ESPN, he outscored the next quarterback by almost 50 points. That's uh, pretty crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in my eyes, he's he's the number one guy. Now, is he going to outscore the next guy by 50 points next year? No. No. And uh, like you were saying, he's pretty much got the same cast from last year. You throw in Kelvin Benjamin, and all of a sudden, Ted Ginn Jr. is not your number one guy. That probably makes a lot of people more comfortable about him. Um, yeah, not the biggest skin fan, as you could probably guess there. Um, but, I mean, I can't see – people are talking about Super Bowl hangover and all that stuff. I mean, it's not going to happen. He's going to come out. He's going to do what he did last year to, a, to an extent. Now, 35 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. Uh, I'm a little skeptical on that. I think the 35 might come down to like 30, and the rushing could come down to the 7, 8, eight range, which still puts him number one. You know, it's it's hard to – I'm trying to make a case against him, but at the same time I'm saying, you know, he's still at least top three, if not the number one guy. Yeah, in my mind, I, I think mean, it, I, it just depends on who's going to be – it depends on the league setup. So, like the fishbowl, if you get the points per rushes, then, you know, no, that's that's, gonna, that's even going to push him farther ahead, I feel like. But, you know, Rodgers will run a little bit. Russell Wilson definitely runs. Um, you, you know, I, I think those guys are going to be more valuable in those leagues. Um and be closer up to him, but I, I still think he's far away going to be number one. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally have Nelson, Nelson uh, Rogers number one because of Nelson coming back. But you know, I, I can I can see the case for Newton, but that's that's where I stand with it. Plus, you know, Luck's coming back too, so that that's always another quarterback back in the right. equation too. So. Yeah. So I guess our, our next uh, question for you is where where are you drafting Tom Brady this year? If you're looking at Newton as number one, Brady potentially could be that next guy, but 
with that suspension, where are you looking at picking him up? Yeah, so on a on a points per game basis, I mean Brady's going to be a he's going to be a top five guy again this year, no questions about it. But he's going. Of course, the rankings probably haven't had enough time. I've been looking at the rankings on uh, Fantasy Pros, and uh, they probably haven't had enough time to adjust to the suspension being announced or him accepting the suspension officially. So they still got him in the top 10. That's just, I can't do it. Um, you look at how precious your regular season matchups are, and he's missing five of those off the bat with the bye week. Um, and that's five of your, well, I don't know how many, usually it's 12 regular season games for most leagues. Um, I just can't recommend drafting him ahead of guys like Eli Manning, Philip Rivers. I mean, I guess I'd put him in that in that streaming category, that streaming category that I might have talked about earlier. Where, okay, maybe you do get a Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Mariota type to fill in for those first five weeks, and you know you're not you're not set back too far in those first five matchups. But uh, I think yeah, I think that's probably safe. He's probably right at quarterback 12 for me and uh, I don't know it depends on your league I guess how how much they value quarterbacks and where exactly he'll be drafted but 12th among quarterbacks seems pretty safe for me I might be I might be underestimating him a little bit no I'll tell you that's where that's where I put him I I, I finally fixed my rankings this morning so I, I dropped him to about 12 so it's about right I think so another guy that's probably going to fall into that streaming category that you're talking about is Kirk Cousins. And, you know, huge end of the season last year. Uh, what, what can we expect from him this year? I think more of the same. I, I, don't, know, I don't know why we can't expect more of the same from, from Cousins. And, I mean, I keep, I keep looking back at the uh, the rankings to see if he if he uh, if he's rising and he just stays at 17 18 among quarterbacks and if that's the case then I will definitely be waiting on quarterback in every draft that I do and just kind of overrating him a little bit so I make sure I can get him but I don't I don't understand um, I don't understand the the under undervaluing I guess of Kirk Cousins um he's I mean all the different stats support what he's doing as far as total QBR yards per attempt um he's got like a perfect repertoire of deep threats and Deshaun Jackson intermediate threats with Jordan Reed uh Chris Thompson out of the backfield uh the offensive line is I think they're I think I have them 10th ranked by a pro football focus. So I, I don't understand. And they also drafted a Josh Doxson. I don't know what kind of immediate impact he'll have, but definitely um, once he gets his sea legs, he'll be, he'll be better on as the season goes on. So um, he's one of my guys, no, no doubt about it. It's interesting. I'm skeptical as a, as a Redskins fan. I tend to not <laughs> – not believe in it too much, but 
They had a they had a pretty easy schedule down the stretch. That's that's part of my reason why I'm under you know maybe underrating them a little much. But uh, well, I mean they'll have the same schedule next year considering they play six games against the NFC East defenses. So yeah, true. They had a lot of their out of conf their out of division games were really easy down the road, down the stretch too though. So okay. keep that in mind. That's if you look at it, he cleaned up on some some cake defenses and then the one hard defense he played at the end of like the last eight games was Carolina and got rocked. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, Hmm, maybe not. Cause it was okay, like, I'm I remember that. Chicago was another one of those teams and it was just, it was a lot of easy defenses. So yeah, a lot of them are NFC East. Philly's not good, but anyway. Yes. Anyway, speaking of the uh, NFC East, What's your uh, what's your over under on games played by Tony Romo? Um, yeah, that's a tough that's a tough call. Um, obviously, he's had some uh, some shoulder slash collarbone issues the past few years. But uh, if you go back to 2014, when Dallas shifted the focus of their offense to the running game behind DeMarco Murray. Uh, Sure, Roma had less pass attempts, but, uh, I mean, he was still the seventh-rated quarterback as far as fantasy points scoring in in ESPN leagues. Um, He also had the third-fewest quarterback hits among qualified quarterbacks. So, I mean, I'm not the biggest Ezekiel Elliott fan. Um, that probably isn't popular with most of the community out there, but if the guy hits, I'm with you. It, okay, hey, all right, <laughs> I don't feel so alone now. It's comforting. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, if the guy hits, or if they do, you know, reshift that focus back to the run game, maybe mix in. Oh gosh, mix in Alfred Morris. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, maybe, maybe Ezekiel Elliott does hit and, uh, I mean, all of a sudden the guy who's ranked 13, 14 turns into a top eight guy, eight or nine. And, uh, I mean, that's decent value on Tony Romo, but back to the question, I'd put the over under on 14 and a half, maybe. What do you guys wow. think? Wow. All right. Uh, I probably would have gone less because that Calibo man, like the more you heard it, the the easier it is to re-break it from what I keep reading. So I'm hesitant to say he's going to start a lot of games. I think he's going to get hit and he's just going to fall on it wrong. Yeah, but. I'm going to go with maybe 10 games at most. Woo. Yeah, I think he's gonna miss it. That, I mean, that's that's why I've got him ranked a little lower, along with Dez and and all those guys. I just it's hard to it's hard to trust them. We saw how bad they can be with anybody else besides Romo back there. But you know, speaking of injury, you know, guys coming back from injuries and guys maybe that are injured currently. Um, you know, what do you think about you know these guys coming back and you know Andrew Luck and and Joe Flacco coming back from injuries? You know, who. I think Luck's being touted as, you know, top three quarterback again. And, and, and I kind of agree with it, but <clears throat> Flacco's kind of the forgotten man. You know, he was actually having a, a pretty decent season last year with, 
with not a ton around him, but it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but it was uh it wasn't great either. He was just kind of like one of those streamer quarterbacks that you could rely on. You know, what do you what do you kind of think from both of those guys? So uh yeah, Andrew Luck, I mean I I'm not going to argue he's going to be a top 5 guy this year. I'm not going to argue against that. Um that offense just looks pretty pretty electric all around and all the all the signs point to him being 100% healthy, so I'm just going to I'm going to leave that be. As far as Joe, Joe Flacco, you made good points there and I mean, Mark Trestman's still the guy, uh, the OC down in down in Baltimore, and uh, I don't know. I feel like a couple years ago, Jay Cutler didn't do half bad in this offense. Um, I know, I know, giving Jay Cutler praise is probably not a smart thing to do in the industry, but uh, I I don't know. I I, I like uh, I like Flacco's weapons enough. I've been looking on a on the news to, to make sure he's doing all right. As far as uh, health concerns go, it, it seems like, it seems like he's uh, already participating in drills and uh, has deemed himself a hundred percent as have his, uh, his wide receivers, which I hate, I hate looking at the news this time around. I mean, you just, everyone says everyone's a hundred percent and in the best shape <laughs> of their life. And Eddie Lacey's doing P90X and, all this fun stuff, and <laughs> I'm just I uh, I'd like to see a little closer to the preseason what what the real word is, but um, I'm feeling pretty good about him. And uh, then another guy coming off injury, people kind of not forgot about, but forgot how well he was playing last year. Andy Dalton was ripping it up last year, and he gets he gets hurt trying to tackle somebody after an interception, and uh, I mean, being very undervalued. I'm looking at anywhere between 14th and 18th ranked. And I understand he lost a couple of uh, a couple of receiving threats in the OC, but I maybe not most of maybe not a uh, you know completely what he did last year. But I don't understand I don't understand how he couldn't be a top 12, top 10 guy easily. Yeah, um, I, I tend to agree there. I don't know what. What do you think about that, AJ? Yeah, I think I could see that happening. Um, I mean, you got to just see what he's got around him and what he's going to do with it. So, as long as is everybody else is performing, I think he can he can hit on good you know all cylinders again and and go from there. And uh, what's the word on Tyler Eifert? I mean, is he he's, he doesn't look like he's going to be ready by the season opener, right? Eifert? Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. The last thing I read was like the was it the GM or the owner was like, yeah, we're not really sure if he's going to be ready by week one. It was like really kind of cryptic, but at the same time, it was like mm. <laughs> doesn't sound right. promising. So. Uh, Eifert has dropped down my boards, although he's drafting, he's dropping so much that I kind of think he's a value. Cause even if he only misses like one or two games, he's going to be huge for you when he returns. Cause you know, the, the weapons there in, in Cincinnati, they, you know, 
like you said, they, they've all kind of left. <laughs> it's AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, Gio Bonari might be the second receiver for the first few weeks of the season if Eifert's gone. <laughs> Yikes. So, Probably will be. Yeah. But, uh, so, all right. Well, uh, I guess another question I was thinking of was, uh, like, who who are you looking at as, you know, potential busts for this year? Potential busts. Um, so we already mentioned Tom Brady, and I uh, probably won't <laughs> be drafting him anywhere this year. I think people are still going to draft him as a top ten guy. I'm just I'm just not not going for it. Uh, let's talk about Drew Brees for a second here. And uh, I know every year the guy seems to finish in the top ten in uh, in scoring and. He's amazing. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. He's he's uh, he's pretty awesome. But I was looking at his home road splits, and I mentioned this in the in the article that I wrote as well. And it's not good. It's it's actually a difference between an elite quarterback and a guy you might see on the waiver wire. So um, the numbers. So at home in the Superdome, he's got 340 yards per game. Uh, almost three touchdowns a game, uh, less than an interception a game. On the road, he's more 290 yards per game, 1.65 touchdowns per game, so touchdown and a half, whatever, and uh, an interception a game. So, I mean, so consider that you're losing, I don't know how many points that is, let's so four points per touchdown, two points, six points. You're losing seven to eight points from him, you know, based on the home road splits. And you're drafting that in the top five. And that's that's a little risky for me. And even if you do back him up with the second quarterback, it's it's like, okay, I could have just drafted two quarterbacks in that streaming range and used a better, you know, used that eighth round pick that or seventh round pick that I used on Drew Brees on a, you know, in high upside running back or something like that. So definitely a guy I'll be avoiding this year. Um, another guy I'll be avoiding is Blake Bortles. And yeah, so everyone's all over Blake Bortles this year. Last year, he obviously had a, had a huge year. Um, I just, I think he's too volume dependent and, I get that the volume may be there this year, but I mean, bringing in Chris Ivory definitely tells you, Hey, we're going to try to run the ball a little better. We're going to try to be a little more balanced on offense. And there's talks of the Jaguars actually competing for the division this year. So it's not like they'll be behind by 20 points every game. So I just question, I just question whether or not people are actually drafting him because he's volume dependent. And, uh, I don't see his uh, his touchdown total matching last year either. Um, you're looking at, let's see, another guy with 35 touchdowns uh, through the air. So he's uh, he's definitely got to be an overdraft. I think he's like top eight ranked in the quarterback uh, in the quarterback list here. So I have him more like in the just above the streaming range. 
But uh, yeah, he's just he's being overdrafted to me. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on the Bortles thing, although it's hard not to rank him a little high just because of the weapons around him and mm-hmm. the fact that you kind of expect them to still have to pass a lot. Everybody keeps saying how improved that defense is, but I don't see it. Um, a guy that honestly, we talked about him earlier, a guy I kind of think is going to – and he's not going to be terrible. Like He's still going to be a good, valuable quarterback. He's just not going to return value. It's Cam Newton. Like I'm going to go back to it. I kind of want to say people are going to draft him in third round of most drafts, and there was no reason to. So I, I don't think he's going to have the rushing touchdowns that he had last year, like you said. I don't, you know, he was super efficient last year with crap receivers. And yeah, Kelvin Benjamin's back, but let's not forget Kelvin Benjamin like led the league and drops the, his rookie season. And I don't know why we think one year off is going to make that any better. Um, the guy they had last year, Funches, he wasn't any good. Um, so we're expecting, like you said, Ted Ginn Jr. and and company to repeat this amazing performance they had last year. I don't I don't see it, and so I kind of am leaning toward Cam as a you know a bust by definition a bust, but he's still going to be good. Right, right, and that's kind of how I feel about Breeze and Bortles as well. It's like it's hard to it's hard to just label these guys as busts. It's just they're not gonna. That well, in my opinion, they're not going to return their their value, like you said. And mm-hmm. uh, I man, I, I didn't realize uh, I forgot about Benjamin's dropsies. And uh, man, they might they might set an NFL record for drops in a season. That wide receiver crew, that might be something to watch out for. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. You got anybody over there that you're looking at, Bust AJ? Uh, bust wise, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of guys that kind of like Larry Fitzgerald to me is an interesting candidate. Um, I mean, I don't feel like he's getting drafted real high, but I mean, he had like a blow up year last year, and oh, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was like, sorry, I was... receiver. Wrong show. What have you been listening <laughs> yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm, and welcome to the show, it. AJ. Um, you got any buffs? We'll, we'll just repeat that. <laughs> yes, we can edit that out. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving that in and, there. And by Larry Fitzgerald, I obviously meant Carson Palmer. <laughs> nice. There so, you go. Nice save. Yeah. Transition. Um, <laughs> I, I was talking about Fitzgerald because of, you know, the guy throwing to him. I know we're on quarterbacks. I mean, hello. So, yeah, I I mean, I think with Palmer, his biggest issue is is just injuries and whether or not he's going to stay healthy. Um, I mean, he he had a great year last year, but, you know, is he going to be able to to repeat it and is he going to be able to stay on the field? If he if he can stay healthy, I think he can have a good year. But I mean that that's a in my mind the only pushover team in that division is the Niners. Um, mm-hmm. So you know Seattle's still going to be there hanging around. They're not going to 
they're not going to be some kind of breeze through game. Um, you know, LA is, they have to be better than they were in St. Louis because they've moved to LA. So, you know, they're going to try to bring it and, you know, they've got a pretty solid defense. So I just think Palmer to me is the guy who's going to be looked at kind of early and I'm not looking at him early. And so on the, on the flip side of that, you know, we had the bust. Now, who who are the sleepers? I mean, you know, we've talked about some of these guys that you consider as as streamer candidates, but if you had to give, you know, one or two sleeper picks that you're going to be targeting more heavily than others, who are you looking at here? Tyler, you can go well, ahead and already, start. Yeah, uh, we already we already mentioned my uh, – my affection for Kirk Cousins this season, so um, I'll let that stand. Um, I'm big. I'm big on Eli Manning this year, and I don't. I, he's uh, he's ranked outside the top ten, and this is not something I would have said two years ago. But uh, coming coming from a Giants fan as well, I know you were iffy on your Redskins. I'm always whenever I get too hyped up on. On a, someone on my own team, I'm just I'm like, okay, step back a second. You know, you're talking about Eli Manning here, take machine. But uh, as a skin fan, we produced, like Eli Manning too. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, the the guy <laughs> produced the past two years, um, two straight seasons of 4,400 plus yards. I mean, 30 plus touchdowns both years. It's only getting better around there too. They're uh, they're definitely. So uh, this season, after they fired uh, Tom Coughlin, the GM pretty much figured out, oh, crap, I'm next if I don't do something. So he spent all of his money in the in the offseason there, built up the defense, built up some of the offensive line, um, drafted drafted Eli, another uh, wide receiver, excuse me, uh, Sterling Shepard out of Oklahoma, guy I really like, a guy that I think they drafted with the intention of replacing Victor Cruz so same kind of skill set there. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see why another 4,400 yards and 35 touchdowns is out of the realm again. And you're going to see Eli maybe even improve on those numbers and jump into a top eight, top six, even discussion. Wow. All right. All right. You know, Manning, I mean, hey, I'm I'm a little, you know, I'm intrigued by him this year because of the additional weapons and and maybe by some miracle Cruz comes back, but uh <laughs> we'll, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it it's interesting. My, you know, a sleeper I had, I'm not, you know, we kind of talked to him a little bit is is Dalton. I think he's being forgotten how good he was last year. Mm-hmm. But we said, you know, he lost a lot of weapons. I for being gone for a couple of games is gonna hurt, but you know he's gonna he's gonna fall in drafts, and he's a guy you can get. And if you can just weather the storm for a couple of weeks until Eifert comes back, I think you're gonna be really really solid with him. Uh, AJ, who's your sleeper for the for the season? Um, I initially I was gonna go with Rivers, but I mean I still think he's he's kind of gonna be going where where he should be going. I mean, I like the addition of Travis Benjamin. Um, you know, you're going to get a, a healthy Keenan Allen back. Um, you know, 
maybe Melvin Gordon can decide to figure out how to run. Um, so, you know, they can lean on him a little bit more and get some pressure off of Rivers. Um, but I, I'm actually going to go with, uh, with our boy Tyrod Taylor. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I really like what he did last year in Buffalo in his first year, you know, actually starting. Um, you know, 20, 20 touchdowns to only six interceptions. You know, over 3,000 yards on, on 380 attempts. Um, you know, through the air, but he's also got that rushing ability. Um, so, I mean, he had four four more touchdowns rushing and another 568 yards. So, he's he's sitting at an ADP at 19 for quarterbacks right now. But he's the guy that that I think, you know, if you're looking to wait, 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 and still get someone who's going to be productive for you. And or if you're going to go the the method that Tyler that you had mentioned with streaming, you know, a quarterback, he's kind of one of those guys that you can pick up if the matchup is really good, and hopefully reap the benefits for it. And even if the matchup's a little tougher, I still think, you know, he can he can play well. Um, he only had one game against New England that was you know bad for him interception-wise. He had three interceptions in week two. Um, but he, he also had three touchdowns. And that was one of four times he hit three touchdowns in a game. So, you know, I, I think the, the downside to him is that the yardage totals aren't real high. Um, I mean, he only sniffed 300 yards once at KC in week 12. It was a 291. Um so, you know, if you can deal with that end of it, but I think he's going to be able to put up consistent points, and uh, I think Buffalo is going to be Buffalo is going to be better than people think this year. Yeah, and to your point on Taylor, he was actually seventh on a per game basis in a fantasy points per game, and that's ahead yeah. of guys like Dalton, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Eli Manning. Wow, this list is pretty crazy. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. his his overall ADP is 146. So, oh, I mean, that's that's like 12th round in a 12-team league. So, I, what's not to like? I mean, even if you get him as a as your second quarterback, you know, if you wait on somebody until the seventh or or maybe eighth round, you know, you, you don't really even have to reach on him there. And at that point, I feel like most of the guys are going to have a quarterback. So they're not really looking for backups, hopefully. Right. No, I mean, I agree with you. I'm actually surprised to see him so low. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I have him ranked. Um, I don't memorize my rankings by any, by any means, but um, oh, yeah, I've got him ranked 12th. I mean, it might be a little too. high, actually. Uh, but, you know, the the thing the thing that you have to worry about with him is, is Sammy Watkins going to be healthy? And I think, yeah. you know, right now yeah. I've got him ranked 12th just expecting Watkins to play most of the season. If, if we find out that Watkins is going to miss, like, half the year, then obviously Tyrod dips big time because – 
who else does he have to throw to? Um, Carlos Williams was a big threat out of the backfield there, and obviously he's turned into the the new Eddie Lacy. Um, so we'll that that's a that's a big that's a big weapon lost. I mean, Carlos Williams was just one more guy in the backfield that he had to worry about that took pressure off a of Tyrod, um, and then. With with some of these guys, you know, coming back that he probably ranked ahead of. You know, you were talking he ranked ahead of guys like Rogers and ranked ahead of guys like Luck and things like that. You know, those guys are coming back. Obviously, you're going to draft them ahead of Tyrod, so it just drops them down the list just enough. Now, I mean, yeah, if you wait on quarterback and you want to, you know, you want to go after somebody in that range that he's going, I mean, absolutely, I would take him over guys like Jameis Winston in, in a heartbeat. Even mm-hmm. even Philip Rivers. I know Rivers had a great season last year, but I think I'm taking Tyrod over Philip Rivers. Uh, he just Philip Rivers always does that thing where he has like a six game stretch where he's like the best quarterback in the league, and then he just completely falls apart the rest of the year. Um, and is Keenan Allen gonna stay healthy? You know, that's it's always been a big deal for him. So and he doesn't. You know, Gates is older. One year older. Um, he doesn't have green, you know, right. I'm kind of hesitant to say that rivers would be better than Tyrod, but you know, they're, they're, they're both question marks, you know, but I mean, that's why you pick them as sleepers. Do we have a so, uh, time for one more sleeper? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. What you got? Uh, just a quick one. I mean, I'm in a couple of, uh, two quarterback leagues and I know this is probably a crazy one, but, uh, given that his best receiver just retired, at age 30, but uh, Matt Stafford, I feel like it's getting underdrafted in uh, two quarterback leagues. He's uh, he's outside the top 20. Uh, he's going behind Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan. Um, Robert Griffin III almost has the same kind of ADP in the overall that uh, Matt Stafford has. I, I just That just makes me want to vomit. But uh, – <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Detroit actually – yeah, so Detroit does still have weapons. I mean, they've got Golden Tate, who should be kind of an intermediate guy. Um, they signed Marvin Jones away from Cincy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he could, kind of, he could kind of be that deep threat. Um, if Ebron ever lives up to that potential that uh, Detroit saw on him when they drafted him over my boy Odell Beckham, um, he could – I mean, he could step up and be that – red zone target that, uh, that he misses with Calvin being gone. Uh, Theo Riddick out of the backfield. I- I'm sure I didn't look at uh, how well the offensive line rated last year, but uh, probably wasn't very good. I just, every time I see Stafford, he's on his back. Um, but talk about guys with volume. I mean, this guy is going to get a ton of volume. I don't see the lines ever really competing this season. So, I I mean in two quarterback leagues where you're where you're waiting like you said in in a that league that you're talking about at the very beginning I mean you could do you could do much worse. Yeah, I don't know where Stafford went, but I remember when I saw him go as you know a team. I think he was somebody's like third quarterback. I was pissed. I was like, man, I don't have a second quarterback mm-hmm. yet. That would have been awesome. But uh, yeah, the the Detroit Lions ranking is 24th, so not good. Um, offensive Thanks. line. So, all right, to, to finish up here, you know, we got the three rookies. We got Goff, Wentz, and Lynch. 
I'm pretty sure all the rest of the rookies are not even worth mentioning at this point. Are are you even remotely looking at any of these guys this season, or is it they just forgotten? Yeah, they, they, they should just not even be on your radar for fantasy. Not on your radar for for picking up and streaming, but they should be on your radar for how well they're playing um, so that the supporting cast can maybe – you can kind of get a, get a gauge on whether or not you can support the quarterback or trust the quarterback enough to – like in, in the situation in Denver. I mean, if Paxton Lynch were to start, um, does, does that significantly knock – both Sanders and Thomas. Um, that's kind of the thing I look at. Same with Jared Goff. You know, is he going to be competent enough to allow Gurley not to see nine defenders in his face every play? So that's that's kind of how I see these guys. Carson Wentz interests me the most. Um, like you said in the intro, Bradford's not you know ever going to be mistaken for a guy who can stay healthy for 16 games. Um, or keep the ball out of the opposing defense's hands. So, and and that kind of offense. I mean, if if uh, the new coach there, uh, Peterson from Kansas City. I mean, if he if Carson Wentz is asked to do what Alex Smith does, I don't I don't. I mean, that's not asking too much, right? Yeah, I would think not. Alex Smith is definitely a game manager. Uh, who can run and went and I think Wentz is is uh, is a bit of a scrambler. You know, he ran a little bit in college, that's right. so that's a plus. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not really eyeing any of these guys up. Um, like I said, I, I took Wentz as my third quarterback in Scott Fishbowl just because I ran out of options, and I'm just rolling the dice on him. And at that point, there's nothing left. It was like round <laughs> 20 or 19, and I just went, well, whatever. Might as well pick another one somewhere. Uh, but yeah, none of these other guys are are really doing it for me this year. AJ, what about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't. All the talk about Wentz. I mean, I think we're forgetting that there's Chase Daniel on the team too, and I don't see him not being the backup uh, at, at least to start the year. Um, sure. I, I think they're going to bring Wentz along and. I mean, there may be games where he he might not even suit up or whatever, um, but I don't I don't think he's going to get to the field as as quickly as you might. Um, I, I really hope that they do it right with him, and if he's the franchise quarterback that they you know blew their drafting load on to to jump up to get, then I. I would prefer he doesn't even see the field this year and he just is there to learn and, and talk to, to these guys, the coaches, talk to Bradford, talk to Daniel and, and just learn from them. Um, I mean, I, I think golf is obviously much more likely to be the, the opening day starter um, or opening week, whatever, but I still don't really, have much interest in him. I mean, he could turn into one of those volume guys, but I think it's going to be, you know, not necessarily good volume. Uh, I think he'll he'll be he'll be very suspect to interceptions and you know getting negative points. Maybe not. I mean, the yardage might be there, but 
I, I just think he's going to be kind of subpar for year one. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. So, anyway, man, um, so Tyler, that's all we had for the, the quarterback preview here. And uh, we're going to close out the show. But before we do, you want to let everybody know where they can find you on, on Twitter and that kind of stuff? Yeah, so uh, find me on Twitter, at the real Wody. That's uh, W-O-D-Y. Uh, long story, don't ask. Um, <laughs> find me, uh, find my articles at fantasysixpack.net. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to bring you on just so you can tell us that story. So, uh, no, no. I, yeah. I am, I, I am interested. Is it, is it not safe for work? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I won't say that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll bring you on one time. You can tell us the story real quick, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Definitely great information. Everybody go read his stuff. He wrote all the quarterback preview and bus and sleeper articles on, on the site. So check it out. The draft kit page is up on fantasy six pack. So that's probably the easiest place to go find them. So anyway, man, have a good night and uh, we will talk to you another time. All right. Peace out guys. Take it easy. All right. See you. Yeah, man. So yeah, all good stuff. Uh, a lot, a lot to go on there. So, Hopefully we helped everybody, you know, get get a little more information and get ready for the their their draft as far as quarterback go. Next week we will be covering running backs with our good pal Richard Seville. Uh, but before we do that, we do have one Twitter question for the week, and uh, I'm gonna say that this one's gonna sound very familiar. Same guy asked me pretty much the same question a couple weeks ago. I don't know what it is about these questions. They're kind of they're kind of odd phrase questions. But who finishes season with more wins and lower ERA? Lackey, who's seven and five with a three seven. This was like a week ago, so this might have changed. Or Wainwright with a eight. He's eight and one with a four four nine. Now I know that that one's changed because he just shut, he just pitched a, uh, a shutout like a couple yeah. days ago. So yeah, Lackey's you, seven and six with a three seven five ERA uh, okay. right now. Um, I don't know what Wayne was at, but he's probably better than than what he was. Yeah, um, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Well, hopefully if I can get to this guy's team. Um, <laughs> overall, yeah, here we go. Wainwright is sitting at nine and five with a four fifteen ERA. Okay. Um, I, I mean I don't I don't see him throwing, you know, three hit shutouts the rest of the way, uh, for for sure. But I mean he's really kind of put it together in these last three games, allowing only one earned run across 23 innings. Um, And he's won all three of those decisions. Uh, So, you know, he's got a matchup against San Diego on Thursday. So, I mean, I know San Diego's kind of, San Diego's kind of crept up and, and played well against some teams, but I think it, it won't be a problem for, for Wainwright. 
But Lackey, on the other hand, he's really kind of tailed off, unfortunately, for my teams. Um, and I, I just think that – I think Wainwright's going to keep going. Um, I think I answered – both him and Price for one or the other options, but versus Lackey, I think he's gonna he's gonna take both of them. Yeah, I don't for, know. For, I, I, I'm saying the rest of the way he'll have a lower ERA, and that maybe the I'm rest not of the way? Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, if he finishes the season with more wins than Lackey. I mean, he's not that far off from Lackey ERA-wise right now. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he can finish the season with both more wins and and a uh, lower ERA. Uh, I it, it'll definitely be close, but I tend to just go with the guy who's got who's on the better team. St. Louis is, they're getting better, but I'm still going to lean with Lackey here just slightly. This one's closer than the other one for me a couple weeks ago. Uh, So, but anyway, that's all I've got. Uh, As I said before, make sure you catch the the Fantasy Fat Cast on Mondays and Thursdays here on the so-called Fantasy Experts channel. And the Fantasy Edge over on the Fantasy Six Pack channel, and um, with with Robert and Kevin, or Richard and Kevin. Sorry, <laughs> that's bad. And um, next week, like I said, we will be covering running backs. So make sure you tune in for that. I will try to stay focused only on running backs next week. Yeah, um, can no I more, do it? No more, uh, no more Larry Fitzgerald talk until receivers. What is the over-under on how many other positions I mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> I had I had no idea. I was like was so a, lost that right at that point. It's like caught me off guard. Asking hey, are, you, are, you, are you drinking right now? <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm drinking right now. Oh, Jesus. All right. Is there anyway. a podcast that goes by where I'm not? Uh, I'm having a beer. I'm I'm about three quarters of the way through a beer. So uh, if you call that drinking, then cool. Okay. Anyway, that is all we have for the night. Make sure you tune in next week for the running back preview. Have a good night and see you next week. All right. See you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.